Have you ever seen the episode where they go to his office? No. It's just people drawing triangles. <laughs> and they're like, I draw a triangle on the computer. Paul, I'm very much driven by envy. Many people don't know that about me. What are you jealous of? We work real hard, man. We Before do. Before we hard. send that invoice, after we send that invoice, we work real hard. Yeah, I'm like, like I steam's fe- coming out of the windows at Postlight. We build big, sprawling, complicated pieces of software, right? It's not long nights, but boy, is it a lot. Like I will say, when I go home, I'm tired. Well, don't make it like you're actually building anything, Paul. You're the CEO. You're just watching everyone else do it. Uh, I'm tired from all the golf. (laughs) Right, right, right. Exactly. And then you sort of look, we're in New York City. They're all here. All the flavors of agency are here. Mm. You can hire anybody to do anything here in New York City. We're not going to use this podcast to talk about the world of management consulting and how they make way more money than us, even though they just deliver PowerPoints with bad fonts. We're going to talk about branding. Uh, Let me stop and ask you to define for me what branding is. Well, let's start with what the brand is. The brand is, it's the gestalt. It's the overall sense of the thing, of the entity. And it's not just the logo and it's not just the colors and it's not just the typography, but it's the overall set of qualities that you are trying to communicate whenever you put an organization or a product in front of the world. What you're trying to do is build a relationship of empathy between your thing, which could be your website, your sneaker, your coffee mug, your hat, your haircut, that thing and the people on the other side of the table. And they have 8 million other things competing for their attention. And so you want them to go, not just, wow, Nike has a swoosh, but man, when I see that swoosh, I know that it's going to feel really good when I'm done with my jog. Yeah, My feet won't hurt. And also, I'll be wearing some of the same gear that is worn by the world's greatest athletes. Aspirational. That's an aspirational brand. There are a lot of different ways to look at and think about branding. The code that I always like to use is like, for this kind of person, this thing is the most wonderful whatever mm-hmm. because of this. For people who want to build amazing software, Postlight is the perfect partner because they have a proven delivery record and they will get you there on time. You know, so it's like anything. You know, for Rich Ziotti, the watch on who made your watch? This lovely man out of Italy named Paolo something or other. Okay, the Paolo watch is really amazing, not because it tells time. No, that's $4. Everybody's doing that. Yeah, Yeah, but because it gives you a connection to craft and helps you think about what really matters to you in the world. Evoking feelings in others and Mm -hmm. the feeling you're hoping that the brand you're creating is going to evoke the feelings that you want to evoke. So if I'm thinking about tools, I think about things like reliability, durability, strength. Those are my brand qualities. My brand qualities. And so you look at a logo like Craftsman and it's a lot of right angles, and it looks hard, and it's yellow on black, right? And That's it, right. Which speaks to those qualities, and it resonates And then you see strong people with powerful shoulders using craftsman devices to fix the cabinets that you yourself are too weak to fix. Well, look, that's the easy part. To me, driving the F-150 up the mountain and shooting footage so that the grill ends up right on the camera at the end of the shot oh, yeah. is easier, frankly, than coming up with what's going to be a logo and thinking about how that logo and how that visual 
visual representation is going to get applied. Oh, it's in the a worst million. and most difficult kind of storytelling because you don't have language. You, you have, have nothing. Yeah, you have nothing. So you know, color is meaningful, shape is meaningful, all of those things. And now we're getting into you know there are experts who do this, and there are branding firms that do this. We had Michael Biaru and Jessica Helfand on the podcast. 50 years ago. Yeah. And they talked about brand and they, Michael my, is, Michael's, is uh, I mean, renowned, I mean, internationally recognized as one of the thought leaders. You on see brand. his logos everywhere. You see his logos everywhere. He's Pentagram. Design. He's one of the senior partners at Pentagram and Pentagram is one of those firms. And here's where my envy comes in, Paul. They come in, they talk to you for a while. They make you good coffee in their office. And they, and a lot of the conversation is very mushy and then they go away for a while and then they come back and show you some stuff and you have a conversation, and they go away for a while again. And then eventually it comes together. And not to discount what they're doing, because it's actually really freaking hard. For us, the tangibility of a thing becomes very clear after we scope it out. Right. And then Here you start, are the contours of the thing. No, and you start sketching it, and like, look, we're not going to reinvent what the close button looks like on a window. We've got a relatively limited set of items that we can work with is interaction designers. There's a million things we can do with them, but like, I don't want to re if I reinvent navigation, I better be ready to new set of problems. That's the, that's a, there's a lot of consequences there. Exactly. So like, to me, that's the thing. Branding is amazing to me because it's getting it on rails is literally going from every single possibility in the universe to something that you can communicate. There's another thing I want to point out too, right? People see the logo and they go, I don't know if I like the logo or not. That's how people often perceive branding. You mentioned Pentagram, right? If you look at like the assets they create when they make and define a brand, it's like an anthology. Like, and it's, you know, hey, the magazine that you're publishing inside of this organization, it's going to look this way. And then they'll design out the magazine for you and they'll tell you how the website needs Applied to Applied examples. Uh, and So the amount of energy that you can spend trying to improvise and take a underspecified brand yep. and apply it throughout your organization is vast. It's people just working, sending cycles and going like, how's the magazine supposed to look? What are we yep. going to do with the logo when we put yep. it on letterhead? And if you have that defined for you by professionals who are like, I know how to make this consistent and work good across this complicated mm -hmm. system, you can save an enormous amount of time in your organization. I want to share a piece of advice and then I want to move on to another topic with how brand slams into post light sometimes and branding slams mm -hmm. into post light sometimes. You may think you can do it yourself. Don't do it yourself. And it's not because you might, might or might not have the talent to do it yourself. That outside looking in perspective is absolutely key. You are so wildly biased because you are you. You are part of the thing. Mm -hmm. To actually come up with something that resonates with not you, but others outside of Postlight or whatever the company is, is worthwhile. No doubt it's worthwhile. Also, there is an expertise around this. I mean, I'm speaking in terms of envy because we don't do it and they seem to make more money by doing less, but they actually do a lot. And it's hard. It's really, really hard. We've done it numerous times. You can hit Wayback Machine and it's like watching like the ultrasound images of a baby. Oh, I used to work <laughs> I used to work in and out of branding, man. I'm not that great at it. It's hard. I'm it's really at, hard. Yeah. We've tried it and we have talented designers here. We're a different skill set than we sort of collect it's here. It's hard to line. explain to people that there are three kind of major sorts of designers in our world. There are many, many there's also like industrial designers and packaging designers. But there's the brand, people who do the brand, the branding designers. And then there are the marketing designers, people who can like 
comp an ad or make a website focused on marketing promotion. They often take the brand book. Mm-hmm. We should define what a brand book is. Well, it's literally a guide of, it starts with like, here's how you use the logo. And then it just goes hundreds yeah. of pages. Adhere to these rules. Do not bend the logo. Do not put colors outside of this set. When cetera, you sit down to represent the organization, here are the things that you must do. In fact, a lot of times they say, don't put anything near the logo. That's there's right. like space requirements around it. That's right. So there's marketing design, and then there's product designers who are responsible for tracking. It's sort of the user journey all the way through, like logging into the app and what are the experiences and what are the pieces that we use to interact with the software, right? And like yeah. what turns out, sometimes people can do a little of each, but the reality is that the, each one is actually its own discipline. And as you grow in your career, you might do all three in college. As you grow in your career, you're often likely to pick one path and you're going to stick to that path. Mm-hmm. So Postlight is just about all, all of our design is focused on product. But what that means is that when we sit down, we have to follow the guidelines set by the branding people. Sometimes. Yeah. And so yeah. we have, a, sometimes it's like, it's true, tabula rasa, go figure it out. But like. Sometimes it's a big brand and they're like, just adhere to this, please. Yeah. Follow the rules. That's and right. We do. But a lot of times people are starting something or rebooting something and they want a new digital presence. And then they say, also, we're starting a branding process. Oh, so you're saying we run out of the gate. We're doing, we're building, we're designing the UX and the, the interface around a thing. And another horse ran out of the gate. And me, that horse has a big branding sticker on it. And we have the product sticker on it. Let me describe the ideal state for Postlight. The branding engagement is complete. All the assets are created. And they say, hey, product designers, we, the geniuses of branding, have done the work. Here are the guidelines. Obviously, you might have to adapt a little for your own digital needs. But, but we're like, mostly done. We're mostly done. Could you please take what we've started and go from there? Apply the brand. And you'd think that that would be like a little humbling for us, but instead we're like, we glory in your genius. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having resolved this because that's the last thing that we have time to do right now. Let us go ahead and, and get this done for you. And let us go ahead and build the product, right? And what happens instead is when people buy services, they divide into three worlds, discovery, design, and engineering. Oh, this is big. You can't just throw this out there. No, but seriously. Is this all of it? Well, that's how people see what we do. We see it as product. So give us the brand. Give us the other assets and the things we need to know. Let us come and talk to you and understand how your people work today and who's going to use this system and your user. And then we will build you a product. And product will lead and we'll work with design and engineering collaboratively all as a group. And then we will iteratively release increasingly better versions of the software, bring people in for checkpoints along the way. And then it will get really good at a certain point, ideally very close to the deadline. And we will release it to the world and everyone will have succeeded and it will fully express the brand. Yep. That is the ideal scenario for us. That is not how people buy or perceive things. And, and which is fine, right? That now, now the job is on us to educate and communicate. But it's complicated. It is complicated. And you're making a great point. Look, and that but, people mush it all together. And there's no walk. criticism here. No, no, no. We no. have our own process. Here's the thing. Also, when people buy services, they're expecting you to work that shit out. What the hell do you want from me? Yeah. Spending a lot of money. I got three line items here. I got Postlight. Yeah. I got Pentagram or whoever doing the branding. And I got, you know, whoever else doing the user, like research or got, something. No, no, uh, the user, like a, it, it'll be like a company we've never heard of. PR. Like, yeah. PR. So it's like, what do you want from me? You all have yeah. internet. Talk to each other. Work your shit out. And I think what they don't understand. Oh, if the project's is, really big too. They like to, they're like, I got Postlight, but you, we're going to do the engineering over here. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you guys are just going to do some design in the middle based on the discovery with the brand. But the good news is because we're facing a lot of time pressure, mm -hmm. we're all going to do all of that at the exact same time. <laughs> right, right. And it's usually the person usually saying that across the table has a faraway look in their eyes because they know. They know what they're asking. Yeah, of course. But they're like, can we just unlock this somehow? Because yeah. I have to get it done in six months. Yeah, that's but right. But it has to be at a scope appropriate for this organization. That's right. And look, that kind of orchestration doesn't materialize out of thin air. It just doesn't. No. It just doesn't because nothing but respect for the branding people. Have you ever tried to pressure a branding person or a branding firm? Can I say in all fairness? To give you the thing? As a, a person who is occasionally engaged to do conceptual thinking on a time frame, if the thoughts aren't there... They're not there. They're not there. And, you know, the problem is you can't go out and be like, get me another Paul Ford yep. to think through the editorial strategy of this large platform. Yep. <laughs> if my brain isn't there for you and I can't get it there, which, you know, sometimes that happens. Well, I mean, I've seen your editors chase you through the streets of New York City. I don't want to talk about it. With a stick. I've seen it and it's real. And But, you know, they also understand how it works. And I was like, why wouldn't that guy just kill you? Oh, Rich is so puzzled as a lawyer by yeah, the, the concept like you of signed the, a thing. You agreed to do the thing. And, and They can take your house now. And then you said to me, and I remember it stuck It was stuck with me, all his uh, writers, writers do this. Yeah. They're all doing this. Everybody's late. I know. That's how it works. But that, I think that that is, that's very real. So what we do a lot of, we have those moments as a company. An enormous amount of the work of the agency is finding reproducible processes for kickoff discovery analysis so that you can reduce the number of decisions and sort of big thoughts that have to happen sure. problem is with branding especially at a high level it's yeah. all big thoughts it's all big thoughts like you and i if i have to start a product and you know i'm like we can at least go think about the api and the software we're going to use to build it there's stuff that you can literally go like you, need, you can start your google searches yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so those processes are hard to define and then there's certain things that are just hard so i have a lot of empathy I want to bring up another point. This is not about slapping a sticker. I, and this is, this is credit to our own designers, is that when you put forward a brand strategy and a brand sort of book, in front of, put it in front of us, we are not just going to put the sticker in the top left corner. There's a lot of thinking involved because how, you know, what that brand is trying to convey and sort of the aesthetic it's pushing forward makes its way through the whole experience, through yeah. the whole interface. We've done this in the past where, wow, this really lines up well, because if you don't pay attention to what they were trying to say with that brand, it does permeate the actual user experience and the actual product mm -hmm. itself. And you'll see that and you'll feel that. And that's very obvious in toys. Like when a brand trickles down to the shape and the feel of the material of the toy, you're like, okay, they thought this through because they talked and they, they like interacted. like Star Wars versus the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, exactly. And and so you think that, okay, well, this is not real. This is intangible, but it's real. It, you actually see it. There's a lot of interaction and there's a lot of movement. The animations around a brand, around an experience, can be very much driven by how they were thinking about the brand. Well, you know, it's wild in our world, right? You got like, you're using a CMS or a platform or an API underneath to power all this stuff. Let's say it's WordPress. And... The brand expression of one publication versus the other can be absolutely different. Oh, absolutely. You know, like National Geographic versus Vogue. And they could both be absolutely on the same content platform. There's no reason why not. No, there's, there's exactly. And there is a particular signal. And those are brands that, I mean, you're, you just pulled up a, a brand that, like you said, National Geographic, and I saw the yellow, yellow square, yeah, that's right. right? Here, have you ever seen my imitation of the, uh, an editor at The Economist? Go ahead. You could easily put another paragraph on that page. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's my, it's a, it's a deep pool there, yeah. but, uh, I think, I guess what I'm trying to say is the way a brand permeates is not just how it looks on the box, especially in digital where it's everywhere and it is going to be everywhere. Do you still subscribe to the economist? Dude, I, subs- uh, I was a I subscriber. I couldn't take the pressure it's anymore. Basically it basically too much. It becomes your living room. It's just, it's an architectural element in your house after about six weeks. And you know what? I appreciate it because there's mm. no fucking small talk in no, that I know, thing. But, well, no, they have like slightly fun captions. I appreciate what it is, and I'll pick up the article. Maybe I'll do it online. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that's involved. But, but, the entry yeah. points to understanding capitalism are all a lot like that. You're like, oh, okay, I'm going to figure out how this world really works. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, God, this is terrible. Yeah. Have you ever been able to get through like a true economics text? Like, you know. No. No, me neither. Did I'm ashamed. 101 in, in co- no, it's yeah. too much. It's too much. I'm ashamed. It's I mean, I want to read a little Adam Smith and like get into it, but I'm like four pages oh, in. Oh, no, though, the iconic stuff I can read. You can like, read? Uh, yeah, I've oh. read Adam Smith, but like. Oh, uh, modern, like modern stuff? Oh, my Nick God. Kind of, no, no, no. no, no it's we're just, not doing that. That's, that's not. That doesn't have anything to do with the economy. No, it's nothing no, to do with anything. It's just a bunch of. Yeah. It's just dice. Yeah. So look, Rich. Here's where we're getting. We actually, we focused in on brand. And one of the reasons that we're talking about brand is it just, if any client's listening to this and they're like, oh boy, they're picking on me. No, 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 no. This is a vast majority of our work involves parallel tracks where people are like, the brand is landing and uh, we're going to need you guys to get started a little bit before. It's a puzzle. It's a puzzle that we constantly try to solve. The challenge is there are certain things and we talk a lot, everybody in engineering and product talks a lot about iterative, agile development. We talk about it all the time. Certain things are dependencies on other things. Yes. And the conceptual framework of the brand is actually critical for the product work. Also, you're not waiting for the creative windshields so you can build the car. This isn't that straightforward, especially with something like brand. And we see it on the design phases and our it's own not, projects. It's not color. It's, it's not like one thing. No. You just, no. Logo goes here. It's, no. I've been thinking a lot about something. I wrote this down the other day when I was doing some writing. And I was just like, that software is a story that software makers tell about human behavior. Sounds like another podcast. Well, it, but, but think about it for a second, right? Like when you sit down to do product work and think about what something it's going to be, you're actually telling a story about how humans are and what they believe. For sure. Right? So Facebook is like people like things. They like to read about their friends and their families. Yep. That's who people are. Yep. Quicken is like people need to keep track of their expenses and their costs. They care very much about clear, accurate reporting to the IRS control of their lives. That's and, right. And, it, yeah. and those are very different stories that you're telling about human beings. And we all sort of live in a world when you use software, these overlapping stories. Unless you know what that story is, you don't know what to build. It's hard. It's really hard. You, don't know, you might yeah. know what the infrastructure is roughly going to look like. You yeah. know that people are going to log in. Like a lot of our discovery phase conversations, a lot of our kickoff conversations are quite similar to what a would brand a branding firm yeah. would do early on because... They're essentially, they're trying to slowly, safely descend in altitude, right? Like little by little, we're going to bring clarity here. And if that's still happening, if you've got two of those happening, if branding is doing that over three avenues away, and you're doing it here, that's that's the rub. And that's where it gets really hard. Take Game of Thrones and show like the first episode of season one and the first episode of season two and just try to watch them both at the same time. Right. That's what your product is is happening. So it's a really tough one. There's lots we can do, things we can get started, and we come into this pattern a lot. It's not just brand. There's other aspects too, like business model and and sort of like... Fundamentally, you're talking about dependencies. Yeah, but we don't talk about 
dependencies anymore in our industry. You're not allowed to because that's too waterfall. Yeah. But sometimes you actually need a decision to be made before you can build software. Yes. As we're growing and we're doing more stuff and, and we're landing into more ambiguous zones, this is something that we're adapting to. Agreed. Well, we like to turn it into actionable advice. Somebody just walked in, Rich, and said, we're working on our brand and uh, we also want to get started with digital. What are we, what are we going to do? You're asking me what we would yeah. tell that person? Yeah. Well, look, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an opportunist, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Usually you say optimist, but hey. No not? problem. We'll put a circle where the brand is going to be yeah. and we'll get going. I, I want to know where they are. Mm-hmm. I want to know how it's integral to what we're doing. Because a lot of times, by the way, great shortcut here. Another great tip. You could lay the piping down. A lot of the technology yeah. stuff can get laid out anyway because it's got very little well, to do. you know that there's going to be words and articles. With that top and, surface. Yeah. That's right. All right, Rich. Yeah, Paul. No, but seriously, let's get out of sales mode for a minute and into project planning mode. Things are happening. The brand is coming. Stuff is underway. How do we organize it? Usually that happens through a human being Mm -hmm. who is shuttling between the different tracks. They're going and making sure things aren't blocked. This is true. We go work with the branding agency. Yeah, of course. This has happened before in our well, lives. Well, we, we put an engagement lead and a product lead, a product manager at the top of almost all of our engagements. There's always somebody who's thinking about making sure things are moving. Yep, that's right. right. There's a world of tools out there that are supposed to solve this for you, uh, right? There's no such thing. There's no, I mean, there's Asana, there's Monday.com, <laughs> and there's Basecamp. There's a bunch of tools that are supposed to... Let's talk about Monday.com for a minute. They really have a legitimate marketing budget. Wow. Uh, I mean, why would me watching a Johnny Cash video yeah, or like on I, YouTube it's literally result I, in Monday.com I'm being like advertised Fox's to me? Foxes barking out Pixie songs. <laughs> Monday.com. It's competing with everything. It's like tired of using word processing? Tired of turning yeah, on yeah, your yeah. computer? Yeah, they, they went in hard. Do you have like bad skin patches? You know the budget's Monday. there. They had the budget. What are you going to do? That makes me very suspicious of a product when the market, because you know what that feels like to me? Huh. 1999. Uh, Remember, there, there was this one Super Bowl. It looks like a fairly slick product. I don't want to shit on Monday.com. I've never used it. At the end fair. of the dot-com era, there was the Super Bowl where it was all dot-com products with names you'd never heard of before. Yeah, and we'll like, never hear of again. No, exactly. It was El Smertznin. And you'd yeah. be like, what the hell is that? Yeah, yeah. And then like, you know, two... Info space. Exactly. And then three <laughs> weeks later, that thing is just a bunch of air on yeah. chairs like whirling in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> so that's... Whenever I see something that is marketed to me so heavily that I start to feel physically ill, then... It's, it, it can backlash, It right? actually makes me go like, I can't trust this. Yeah, it goes too far. Yeah, because what true. I want to see is a, is a software company that's just sort of like... Hey, could you use it? I think you'd really like it. Also, mark it to me after I watched a video, like a how-to on Salesforce or something. Yeah, it don't literally. It doesn't matter. I mean, my yeah. kids just fit. I mean, Peppa Pig, Papa Peppa. Was it Papa Peppa Pig? Oh, Papa Peppa Pig. Anyway, Peppa Pig video ends. Monday.com shows up. I know, it is not very a good whip. Not a good play. No. Not strategic about George. where you're placing it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's hard. Yeah, Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> oh, Peppa. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, anyway, I have empathy so, for the overweight, you know, poor sign dad. Like I, you know, he gets yeah. caught up in the tree. I'm like, that could happen. <laughs> oh, George, careful with the dinosaur. We're out of Peppa now. This is all memories. It could have changed. It could have taken It is over. It is yeah. over. Um, my kids are older there's now. There's a whole series of apps that my kids used to use. Now Looking forward to the dark, old. gritty reboot. Yeah. So really what you're saying here, Richard, is just humans have to go coordinate among all the different orgs. True. There are tools out there. There are good tools out there. But be careful with the, like the silver bullet tool. 
it's not. I think also just you can't. The fantasy is that everything will be buttoned up and there will you can have a sequence. It'll never work quite like that. It won't. It won't. Like I like to say, do the brand first, and then I wrote a piece called "Do the Brand First. Yeah. And I would say seven out of eight engagements that walked in immediately after that were like, "We're doing the brand right now. We want to get started." <laughs> and look, that's client yeah. service. It's like, okay, let's unlock it. Well, and we'll it, figure it out. Yeah. I yeah. could say no. That would be a terrible circumstance. Don't do that. Right. And then uh, it's not. You figure it out. Things are imperfect. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we solved it. Listen, if you want a killer digital product studio. And you have a brand that's all done and ready to go. Or not. Or not. Call us. Hello at postlight.com. We are your friends in the business. Some uh, wonderful, wonderful, talented, wonderfully talented designers, engineers, product thinkers, strategists. You know, we don't, we don't to talk you. about it enough, but you need to do a little discovery up front, understand your user, get some stuff together, make a plan, present that internally to your stakeholders. We help with that too. Hello at postlight.com. We love that part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I mean, that's that's always part of it. We just yeah. don't. We, we tend to talk about the build rather than yeah. the prep. So reach out. Hello at postlight.com. We're also hiring just about every role. Come apply. We're a really cool place to work. I think we're all. And learn and grow. That's yes. right. We will help you build your career. We'll try really hard. Hit us up. Bye. Postlight.com. Bye, guys.